Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU Volleyball now on the hunt for a new head coach. Chris McGowan resigns from one of the premier jobs in the sport. The coach will join us live in Studio B. Why did he choose now as time to leave and what's next? Plus, one of the biggest guests in the show's history, Manasseh Taungafasi, live from New Zealand. Why did he pick BYU football? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, May 27th, wherever, however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who only rolls to one song in his life, bling, bling, Brian Logan. (laughs) That's a good song, actually, you know. Uh, bling bling no I, I I'm trying to get more cultured man I'm trying to listen to more uh, music uh, right now it's you know I like Drake a lot I like a lot of okay. gospel music okay you know you got you're helping me out though I did you yeah. learned about Coldplay this morning Coldplay Brian. yeah I know I they, it sounds so familiar <laughs> and and I just know I heard some of their songs like on a like in movies or something right they Somebody please tweet different good... uh song like YouTube songs of Coldplay to Brian Logan yeah, right I, now I don't know it I just got to hear it What should Brian know. Logan listen to other than Drake and gospel. I, li- I like to Little Wayne a little bit. Okay, Little Wheezy, Nicki Minaj. They're all under one label though, so I can't, you kind of just grouped them all together. Okay, you know. But yeah, you want to be cultured though in music. I do. I do, do want to be cultured. Suggestions I, you know, for Brian Logan. I like Brian a little Logan Taylor 7. Swift every now and then. I, yeah. I can get down with T Swift. Man. I, I, I like her, man. She's good. I will She's back cool. that up. Like I get trash about that. I do not care. What? I, I, like, I love T Swift. I like man. Justin Bieber too. The Biebs. <laughs> okay, Brian, I got draw a line there though, dude. What? Uh, no, no. I'd rather have the Biebs than Taylor Swift. What? Well, heck no. Exactly. <laughs> Even the, Coach Kostoviak agrees the with me there. Biebs over Taylor you're Swift? Taking, you're taking Justin Bieber over Taylor the Swift? Bee- Taylor Swift can't even dance, man. Oh, my goodness, she Brian. Know, she doesn't even know how to do the basic two-step. Brian. Wow. Brian. Bro. Justin Bieber Bro. over Taylor we Swift? We just took, like, three steps in our relationship because we, we, <laughs> we connected on Taylor Swift, and then we took, like, 20 <laughs> steps backwards because we don't agree on the Biebs. Okay. Look, I, have, I had respect for Justin Bieber before he turned, like, 17. And then it was just kind of a... Yeah, a steady decline. In my opinion. Baby, baby. I like that song. That was pre-17. Still the Biebs, man. (laughs) (laughs) Our conversation, as you can tell, is alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, welcome. I need you to put on your coaching cap for this Twitter question, Brian. Okay. If you could coach one BYU team... Which would it be? Use the hashtag BYUSN. This is what, little... what, would, what would yours be? I'm saving it. I know what it would be, what? but I'm going to save it for a little bit later. Save it for what? Should I save mine? Do you want to tell us right now? It'd be football. Duh. Yeah, well, there's no surprise to anybody. It's, that's football, yeah. The that's... head coach. You would be the head ball coach of any I'd... program. Yeah, it would be football. It would be football, man. I mean, obviously, I love the sport. Uh, it's the best sport out there. Um, nothing can compare with that sport. But... Um, I, I would love the challenge of it. It's 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 one thing to be a head football coach uh, at at any D one school, but it's a whole nother world to be the head football coach uh, at 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 BYU. 
you know, and and just the challenges that come with that. Uh, but most importantly, I would love the the mentoring aspect. Uh, I know that I had that one on one with with Coach Mendenhall still to this very day, and um, that's something that's special. I don't think you would be able to get from other schools. So from a spiritual aspect, I love that part about it. Football, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know that I would want to be a head coach. I know we have to pick one, and I will. But uh, I love to motivate people. Okay, motivation. I get a kick out of that because, like, it's it's all about optimism and motivation, and you know, going through the daily grind, like finding a way to be happy in crappy days. If somebody was like sitting in your room and they're like, "Coach, man, I need help with this. I'm struggling with my my girlfriend or my wife." And love that stuff. Whatever, let's you know, talk. Would you say put just put your blue goggles on? No, man. I wouldn't say put my put your blue goggles let's on. Put I'd your say, blue let's talk, goggles man. on. Let's your talk. life. You know, your life is going to be different when you put these blue goggles on. <laughs> Things will get better. At True Blue Clint says, I'm not good enough to coach anything but men's golf. So I could golf for free at a lot of places. <laughs> Hashtag priorities. He has, he has a point That's there. That's a good point. Good, <laughs> perks. He has a point. Yeah. At Hobosita, volleyball because all they do is win. Well, it just so happens volleyball on the men's side looking for a new coach. Chris McGowan will join us later in about 25 minutes to discuss why he stepped down. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. As I just mentioned, Chris McGowan resigns as the BYU men's volleyball coach. He cites a desire to spend more time with his family and other business ventures. Respect that. We're going to dive into that with him at length again in about 25 minutes. Four players on the 2014 BYU football team recognized as members of the National Football Foundation Hampshire Honor Society that's a really long title. An award for football players who maintain a 3.2 GPA or higher. That's really hard. And, Brian, you can attest to that. Yeah. To be a high-level Division One football athlete with all the demand and requirements to go and, and be good in school, it's tough. It is tough. Um, it, you know, it, I think it really depends on your major, though, and your classes. Because if you take, like, PE, this is no offense to anybody that's taking PE, but if you take, like, PE, you know, it's pretty easy. Well, look at the four guys on the list for BYU. Christian Stewart, uh, he was not taking P. He's going to be an investment banker. Yep. Jordan Leslie, Scott Arlano, he's your good buddy. Okay, yeah, and Kevin O'Mary. Yeah, I don't know what Scott is. I think it's history <laughs> or something. Okay, maybe he's not your good friend. <laughs> yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. He just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think it's history. On that note, rise and shout. <laughs> it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Head coaching vacancy at Brigham Young University. Chris McGowan announcing yesterday that he has resigned as BYU's men's volleyball coach to spend more time with his family and to seek other business opportunities. He was the coach from 2012 to 2015. 88 wins, 31 losses, earned two MPSF titles, and two trips to the Final Four, including a national runner-up banner in 2013. So why now? Listen to this quote. Listen to this quote. The principal driving force behind my decision to step away was my two daughters, McGowan said. I want to make sure the two of them are getting the best I have, and I struggled to give them that with the demands of being the head coach, end quote. Can you find mm. any concern with that, bro? You're a parent. No, no, you can't. You can't hate the man for that. You can't fault him for that for wanting to spend more time with his family. And 
you know, I, I have a I have a son, so I can't really truly relate, you know, uh, because it's daughters, and, it's, and I don't know how old his daughters are. But my biggest fear, seeing how cute and gorgeous my son is, my biggest fear is I have a daughter that looks as good as him. Oh man, she'd be in homeschool. <laughs> I'd have my eyes on her the whole time, so I can only imagine that relationship, you know, that 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 father daughter relationship. But you know, most importantly, man. Um, you know, it's it's really that investment in their lives and in, in making sure that, yeah, they, they, they get everything that they're needing to be successful in life. The demands and time requirement are obviously high. Hey, I was talking to uh, Bronson Kafusi's mother. We shot commercials at the Kafusi home uh, mm-hmm. for BYU Sports Nation just last week. And Bronson apparently did like this project on all of the time that his dad has missed in his life. What? Because of coaching. <laughs> And oh, she no. was like, it was depressing. <laughs> right? Like, Steve was depressed no. when they found out, like, the analytics of this. Oh, That's the, the reality spin. of it, though. And Steve yeah. Kafusi is an amazing man. Oh, yeah. And a great father. And his sons will attest to that. But that this is the reality. It is a lifestyle. It's a grind, man. It never, it never ends. So you can understand that. Never okay? ends. Now, when you take into consideration that BYU is a premier program, the pressure involved with that ramps it up a few notches, okay? If we compare collegiate volleyball, Brian, yep. to college football, okay. the BYU job is equivalent, and I'm not kidding about this, to the LSU football job opening up. No. Or, or, or USC. LSU? Yes. SC? Yes. That's pretty good. Teams that have national championship prestige. Yeah. Maybe not in the recent past, but they're always there, always a contender. When every season begins, they're generally in the top 25. They got the brand, the brand name. Yes. In college basketball, it would be Kansas or Louisville. Okay, these teams that carry a ton of notoriety. That is what BYU is in the world of men's college volleyball. Okay, that's not a stretch. This is one of the premier coaching jobs that is now vacant in all of college volleyball. So you got to think that there is a lot of coaches out there excited to put put in their resume. Hey, who doesn't want to be the coach in the Smithfield house when it's 5,000 bonkers fans and you're beating yeah. number one Hawaii? It's the greatest atmosphere in volleyball, in my opinion, in the entire country. I would, man. I would. I think I'm going to apply, actually. <laughs> Can you give me a reference? <laughs> okay, so you would you would now coach volleyball over football? Uh, no, I'm just saying I would apply. I mean, football is not open. Coach, you got you know, Coach Mendenhall is still there, so I can't I can't apply for that job yet. Listen to these numbers, Brian. You tell me if, if this is good. Okay, three national championships since 1999. Yep. Runner up twice in 2003 and 2013. Yep. Back to back MPSF champions in 13 and 14. Yep. Now the MPSF, if you're not familiar with that, in volleyball. It is the SEC of football, okay? You have six or seven top ten programs in that conference. That says a lot right there. Uh, You mean to to accomplish a lot of the things that the program has, and and more so in in recent years, uh, having to go through one of the toughest conferences in in men's volleyball uh, speaks volume, right? Because you you look at what Alabama does or, you know, some of the SEC schools do – um, uh, winning national championships, all the great things that they accomplish, you have to go through that uh, through the, the, one of the toughest schedules. Uh, you know, you're going uh, week in, week out against ranked teams. So I think there's a lot more weight uh, with some of the accolades and the accomplishments. 
Well, to no one's surprise, when you have a great program, you have great individual players, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Five. BYU has had five All-American volleyball players under Chris McGowan. In four seasons, five All-Americans. Man. <laughs> that right there, as a, as a BYU alum, a fan, that I think makes me the, the saddest when, when you hear the news of, of Chris McGowan leaving. Uh, when you have an, an All-American I think almost any sport, right, uh, on a team, uh, that's that's a game changer. It's more than a game changer to be an All-American, uh, somebody that can literally physically win you the game. And so for you to have coached that, I mean, it's one thing for to bring talent in, but to mold and shape that talent speaks volume of you as a head coach. But like you said, it also helps the team out, right? You're molding them into a spectacular player that can uh, win at an elite level. I mean, guys like Taylor Sander, Ben Patch, Futi Tavana. Okay, five All-Americans in four seasons. It's a huge job. Well, and as you alluded to just a minute ago, Brian, who's the next guy? Who's the, the next, next man up? Three guys come to mind immediately. Number one is Rob Nielsen, current assistant coach. Established relationships. Good recruiter. Has obvious ties there. 2011 interim coach. Yep. Before Chris McGowan was given the job. And in that campaign he went 20 and 8 BYU finished number 5 in the country that makes the most sense to me to to me for for how long he's been there uh and they established relationships i mean that being a recruiter recruiting majority of those guys uh having a big part in that it makes the most sense he's a really talented coach okay number 2 uh Sean Olmstead Sean head coach of women's volleyball national coach of the year National runner-up in 2014. Also a fashionista. BYU men's volleyball alum. And the thing is, I don't even know that Sean has any interest in this job at all. He might have 0% interest in the men's volleyball job because of what he's doing with the women's volleyball team. I haven't talked to him. No. I don't know, but he comes to mind because it's he played volleyball here and won a national championship with the men's team. Yeah, that, that is another option that makes sense. I would like to see Sean... Uh, I like Sean, him being on a get, uh, being being a guest. Uh, the mustache. What if he were dyed the Dude, mustache? The, term, the like, stash. What if he just dyed the mustache for like neon, like orange or green or something? I, I wouldn't for, put it past for, him for you know moving into this position. Not saying that he is. His stock is in the coaching stratosphere in volleyball. Okay, there are 334 Division One women's volleyball teams. By the way, okay, he was the number two team in the country last year in that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the third, Ryan Millar. Have you heard of him? Well, if you haven't, let's give you a little bit of background. Probably the most decorated BYU volleyball player in history. And, and that's even more than Taylor Sander. Okay, that's a great debate, but probably Ryan Millar. National champion, Olympian, superstar in Europe in the sport. And he's got obvious ties to BYU because he played here. He loves yeah. BYU. I, again, these, this is all speculation. Yep. Just three names that float to the top. We're just jawsing to be jawsing. But now, they all make sense, though. Are they, re- are, like, are you, they ready you, for the lifestyle? Who would you like out of those I want three. Rob Nielsen just because he's a huge fan of BYU Rob, Sports Nation. Rob makes totally Rob makes. unbiased opinion. <laughs> just, just, just to have him on every other day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I'm with I'm with Rob for sure because of how he's already woven into the yeah, program. He's, he's it more just than established. makes sense. He's proven himself. It makes sense, and he can handle the job like C twenty eleven. Okay, now he's going to be that much better. I don't know. It makes sense, man. Like two plus two equals three. Hey, you if know? you could coach one BYU team, which would it be? Would it be men's volleyball? Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN at Dr. Steve Best says football. If I have to tell you why, you won't get it. It's football. <laughs> you like that answer, don't you? I, mm, yep, I like it because it's football. I'm a little bit confused, though. I don't really get <laughs> it too much. If I have to tell you why, you don't get it. Okay. Yep, I don't get well, it. We, want, you didn't we still want to know why. We still want to know that. You didn't tell me why. That's why I don't get it. <laughs> Up next on the show, we talk with a guy who is always a grand slam of a guest. BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood in studio bringing the passion. It's a head coach type of day on the show. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU Television. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us using the hashtag BYUSN. And before you forget, get your BYUSN swag at the BYU store, your blue goggles, T-shirt. Tell you what, if you get a T-shirt or a pair of blue goggles from the BYU store and you tweet it at me, I will personally deliver you BYU Sports Nation wristbands. Okay? I I will personally do that. You know what? Hey man, I'm feeling the love because we had a little fallout. We had we had a connection, and we had a little fallout. I'm bringing the connection back. I'm right there with you, high fiving my man. I'll be right with you, man. Uh, delivering the wristbands that nice. I just got. I just got yesterday, uh, by the way. But I'll be with you, man. I'll be, I'll be right there with you, Brian Logan. He's on board. <laughs> join join our Twitter <laughs> conversation as well using the hashtag BYUSN. If you could pick one BYU head coaching job to take over, which would it be? This on the news that BYU Volleyball is now looking for a new coach with Christmas gown resigning. He will join us in about 12, 13 minutes on the show. Joining us now, another head coach on our head coaching special today, BYU baseball head man Mike Littlewood. Coach, good to have you back in Studio B. Great to be back. Great to be back in Utah. Uh, yeah. I wish we were somewhere else around the country right now, in a, playing in a regional, but if not that, Utah is the place to be. I feel like you guys were on the road forever. About, about 11 days. It, it, was, uh, it didn't seem that long because we broke it up, went to the Giants game, played, played Monday at St. Mary's. Pretty stressful trip. I mean, we left a couple Wednesdays ago knowing that we had to win two of our four remaining league games to get into the tournament. And uh, fortunately, we did that in the first weekend. Tight games, great games. And then we had to win Monday against St. Mary's, at St. Mary's, against their best pitcher. Yeah, come from behind fashion. Yeah, Jarrett Jarvis, walk off. It was, it was, I mean, just storybook for him, storybook ending to his uh, college career. So it was just a, a kind of a magical trip for us in the early part of it. Went to the Giants game on the field with the Giants. It was, that was pretty awesome. And, um, and then ran into a buzzsaw, you know, played eight great innings against Pepperdine and ran into a buzzsaw and lost a couple tough ones. Now that's that's the thing. You beat you beat St. Mary's on Monday, and you earned the three seed in the West Coast Conference tournament. And as you mentioned, you're up five to nothing in the eighth inning, um, and and lose that game. Take another lead in the ninth inning on Hayden Nilsson's two out single bloop to left field. And so, you know, I jokingly tweeted out that night in the ninth inning, like you're going to go gray. Yeah. You, you have a full head of gray hair yeah. at this moment, and uh, you've survived it. 
Well, you know what's funny about that is uh, I, I saw that, and I might have favored it. I have no idea. But <laughs> Danny, my wife, came in Wednesday to the West Coast Conference Tournament. She looked – she was just, just randomly – she said, I think you got have a little bit more gray hair on the side. <laughs> like, thanks, you should have been here the last week. You would have known why. Yeah. But it was. I mean, it was it was heartbreaking. I felt I felt bad for the guys because, as we were talking about before we came on right now, the, the start we had at 2-10, and 10, I felt like we were playing great baseball then. But the record didn't show where, where we were, and uh, we played really consistent uh, baseball for 56 games, and um, we had Pepperdine right where we want him, 5-0 in the eighth with Brandon Kinzer on the mound, was just being a bulldog, and he got tired, and um, we thought we had him, everything set up with Mason Marshall coming out of the pen, and, you know, if history repeats itself over the last three months, Mason was incredible. Yeah, he's been on point. Yeah. And and even JT, our pitching coach, said in the in the bullpen that he looked sharp, but I think he was almost too amped up. You know, sometimes your adrenaline gets going, and uh, he just couldn't hit his spots, and they, they got a couple nubbers. It just was one of those innings that everything went against us. They score five, tie it up. We come back and score two. They score three in the ninth and win it. I mean, just it wasn't meant to be that night. Um, and then I thought we'd – so it's 11 o'clock at night. We're eating dinner at 1130 at night. We have to be back at the field at 915 in the morning to take batting practice. Mm. The guys, I mean, you don't understand how hard that is unless you played athletics yeah. to come back 12 hours later, regroup physically and regroup mentally and be ready to go. And we take San Diego. We have a lead in the eighth and in the ninth, and we lose both those. Yeah. Uh, on home runs, they tie it, tie it and then go ahead. And our hitters battled the whole time, but um, had played two great games minus one inning in each game that, that hurt us. But really proud of our guys. We need to make improvements, keep the momentum going for next year. Uh, have a lot of uh, young guys coming in that, that are going to kind of energize this program and get us going. Yeah, you, you know, you, you mentioned you played uh, or you felt you played pretty consistent throughout the entire uh, season. In the beginning, you guys fell short, uh, really close games. Uh, towards the end, you picked up the Ws. Uh, do you think that you guys uh, just continue to evolve as a team or do you think it was just the opponents that you guys played? I think it was. I think it was both. BYU is unique. You guys know that you, you're bringing in, say, Tanner Chauncey, return missionary, and playing in the fall is a little bit different than going against Oklahoma and Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara is one of the eight regional hosts this year. Just to let you guys know, I mean, they're n- number seven in the country. That was a pretty good team we played early, and played them played them really well. But you have freshmen coming in that are seven. We had a 17 year old freshman, James Barker, and we have 23 uh, year old Colton Mahoney and and 24 uh, year old Jeff Barker, return missionaries guys who are going to go on their missions. There's just a big – there's a different dynamic at BYU, and I think it takes a little time on probably every team to gel mm. and, and figure things out. And so I think that was one of the things we, we got better at. Great team chemistry this year. That was one of the things that I think you guys would know just being on teams. Team chemistry will ca- will carry you farther than great, athletic- oh, yeah. great athleticism. When you get both together, that's when you win championships. Yeah. But without team chemistry, you're really not going to go anywhere. And that, that was one of the things. The guys who – I was on the bus after talking to him. The guys that didn't play were the were the the difference makers on this team because they acted like they wanted to play all the time. They practiced like they were ready to play, mm-hmm. and they were pulling for their teammates. And that was one of the things we we stressed all year. And, and uh, my hat was off to those guys as well. I mean, you say goodbye to some really talented seniors, uh, led by Dylan Robinson, who was an All West Coast Conference first team or All West Coast Conference tournament team member. Brandon Kinzer, uh, one of your go-to pitchers, who was a, a pleasant surprise as, as he really brought it this season. When you deal with the in-and-out factor of you know losing guys and, and bringing guys in, 
what are you looking forward to most about next season, given that you have some some big spots to fill? Well, it all starts with pitching. That's the that's the number one thing. And at BYU, it's it's harder to find. You know, Pepperdine and San Diego. There's there's pitchers that that are ninety to ninety five, five minutes from their doorstep. Mm-hmm. And and those are the guys like the Hill kid who at San Diego. He didn't have the greatest outing in the West Coast Conference tournament. Um, in fact, they lost twenty one to three or something like that to Loyola that first night. Uh, but it's harder for us to find those guys that are, are going to be good fits for be, a good fit at BYU and be that kind of a pitcher. So, you know, next year I love our depth. We're going to have two or three guys at every single position that can that can play. That hurt us at, hurt us at the end of the year when uh, Eric Urie went out and then Derek Whitney uh, hurt his elbow a little bit uh, when he made a throw in, late in the Pepperdine game. And then so now we're going in with guys who haven't really played a whole lot. Court Orge did a great job. Andy Isom did a great job for us filling in. But but it wasn't Eric Erie, you know, uh, who just made an, uh, an all-conference team I saw yesterday. So to, to overcome all those injuries was great. Jeff Barker went out with an injury. Hayden Nielsen, two pitchers that we counted on being starters for us this year, went out with injuries. Mm-hmm. So I think the guys just battled. Uh, but I think next year you'll see a lot of athleticism, a team that can run can hit and run, is more active on the bases instead of being clogged up a little bit. That's where we ultimately want to get to with our program. Coach, um, you had some time to, to take a step back and take a deep breath, um, and, and now you're focused on your offseason uh, recruiting. Uh, walk us through your plans and, and what uh, you guys are going to be doing, you and your coaching staff, and what the players are going to be doing. Yeah, so the players will go out and play. Uh, unless they're married, we require them to go play summer ball. So they're oh, that's nice of you. They'll they'll go. Uh, they have to. They have to do that to get better. Uh, in fact, last year it was like, hey, if you want to if you want to keep your scholarship, you have to go play because we need to get better. Yeah. <laughs> Hayden Nielsen was one of them. Yes, Hayden Nielsen went out and you see what he he did. He hit two thirties last year and he he hit what three seventy or something yeah. this year. Hayden's had twenty errors in three years. I mean, it's just pretty inc- and played every single game. Pretty incredible. So they'll go out and do that. We got a couple guys getting married uh, that, that'll take care of that. Those guys will work out around here, work camps. But as far as our staff, we went over a recruiting calendar yesterday. It's pretty much every week. Coach Herring will be, who's our recruiting coordinator, will be out three three weeks out of the month, probably not not every day, wow. but you know three or four days uh, a week for three weeks, and then yeah. uh, out of each month, and then Trent Pratt will be gone probably you know half that time, and then I'll go out a few times and see guys that they've already seen. So summer is a huge recruiting time for us. Fall is a huge recruiting time for us. Uh, We can't be with our players at all uh, in baseball. Once once the World Series is done, and our guys are gone right now. So everybody's just trying to get better at what they do. We're trying to get better players. Believe it or not, we're going out and watching sophomores in high school, some juniors in high high school, but mostly mostly sophomores in high school. We just got commitments from – well, one commitment from a kid in, in uh, Virginia, can't mention his name because he's, he's too young, mm. uh, 6'2", switch hitting middle infielder from nice. Virginia. Okay. Very, very good player. Um, and we're hoping for another left-handed pitcher out of that same school uh, oh, after nice. the state tournament, getting a commitment from him. Well, you throw an Under Armour All-American Kyle Dean, who has uh, signed on. The, the prospect in the future looks really good uh, for BYU baseball. We've been talking about life as a coach, and because you're here and you live that life, we want to get your perspective. Yesterday, Chris McGowan, BYU's men's volleyball coach, says, you know what, the demand of the job was just too much. I want to spend more time with my family. After four seasons, you know, he, he says enough is enough, and he leaves really kind of at, at a pinnacle point. Um, what is the demand of a head coach uh, in terms of life, not just in the position but also on your family and at home and 24-7? Uh, there, it's incredible. If you're, not, if, you, if you're not 
intimate with the program and you're not with the day-to-day operations, uh, you don't really understand how stressful it is. Uh, mm-hmm. And especially, you know, for me, it was I was fortunate because I coached baseball and my, I had three boys and a, and a daughter. Mm-hmm. They're all grown and got my youngest is Micah. She's 21 right now. So it's different for me because they're gone. And so it's just a little bit easier for me. But when I was when I was younger and when they were growing up, they would always go to the field with me, which is different from from Chris. So I had a obviously you're, you're gone a lot, but they were with me all the time. They'd come to the field and uh, we talked about what sport would you want to coach. I'd say basketball because you don't have to rake the dirt, you don't have to mow the grass. <laughs> all you got to do is throw out the basketballs and say, "Here you go." Right, so right. Coach Rose might disagree with that, but um, those guys help my my sons help me rake the field and and mow the lawn and uh, put the bases in and do all that. So we had great bonding time that way. Uh, most a lot of people would go camping. We spent a lot of, t- of our time at the field, but. Yeah. What people don't see is the stress that when, when you lose a game at BYU, you feel like you're losing a game for Cougar Nation, for the church, for, yeah. you know, it's, it's just a much bigger deal. At Dixie State, when we lost the game as a junior college, it hurt. I mean, you don't, you don't understand how, how much it hurts to lose. I mean, I'm, I wake up still at night and, right now about the, and say, did we really lose to Pepperdine? You know, oh, yeah. yep. there's just those things, almost not quite like a nightmare, but it's pretty darn close yeah. to a nightmare. Like, uh, we really did lose to Pepperdine. Those things really stick with you because you put so much work in. And then when you don't see, when you don't get to where you ultimately want to be, but you're close, it really hurts. And so it's stressful, uh, especially in a situation with Chris where his family can't be with him all the time. Um, people just don't understand. They just see the glamour of, hey, you're on, you get, you're on TV and you're coaching this team. And how fun yeah. is that? It is. But that's coaching comes at a cost. on the field is probably 5% of what I do. Yeah. So it, it does come at a cost. Mike Littlewood with us in Studio B. Coach, uh, we'll end with this. At D underscore Miles underscore B says, Hey, ask the coach about jerseys for us regular folks. When do those go on sale for the regular folks? They want the jerseys. Yeah, we might have to just order some other jerseys. I don't know. Okay. We'll have to get Steve Bushman on Sports Nation, okay. <laughs> our equipment manager, and start Steve, talking to him. Shout out to Steve, man. <laughs> Make you, it happen. Can, can the fans want the baseball can jerseys. we get the black jerseys? We, you know, I've been trying to get black jerseys. Right now, let's make a plea to Brian Santiago right now <laughs> to, get, to get the black jerseys back. Yeah, black with, with a little bit of navy. I could make them look good. Uh, you know, charcoal. I love it. We could make like the uniforms it. look like nice. I'm all for sure. about it. Let's go. Black let's do it. BYU baseball Here uniforms. Here we go. Okay. Just the tops, stuff. not pants. Just the tops. Okay. Just right. the right. tops. Coach, good to have you in studio. Thanks, guys. Up next, we join uh, – we – have another head coach join us, actually. Chris McGowan, after resigning after four years as the BYU head volleyball coach, why now? What's next for him? And what is in the future for BYU volleyball? He's in Studio B next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. You can stream it on BYUsportsNation.com. BYU Football Media Day slated for Wednesday, June 24th. All BYU football all day long. Classic games. Then at 11 a.m. Eastern, state of the program, Bronco Mendenhall, Tom Holmo with Dave McCann. 12 to 2 Eastern, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation Media Day special. And then at 4 Eastern, two mountain, four decades of dominance. Brian has stated his... Long desire to watch that program. Yes, yeah, so we live be 40 taking, years of awesomeness. Taking notes. Hey, would you consider uh, our 2009 win over Oklahoma a classic game? Yes, of course. Okay. One I of just, the greatest wins in BYU football I was just, history. I was just campaigning to have that show before, you know, stay the program. So, you know, whoever okay. is doing that, maybe you want to take some notes and maybe play that game. You know, I just see what we like can do to, about that. Okay. I see what we can that. do. 
Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Obviously, it's headlined by Chris McGowan, BYU head volleyball coach, stepping down after four years. 88 wins, 31 losses, two MPSF titles, national runner-up in 2013, another Final Four in 2014. So why now? Well, we bring the man in studio to Studio B. Chris, great to have you back here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, now, even though you're leaving as, as the head coach, that doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, you know, turn the cold shoulder to us. You'll still come on the show, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You Love you guys. Analyst. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's start with, uh, with number one. And I know it was in the release, but uh, why did you feel like now was the time to do this? You know, it, it's funny to me. That I think whenever there's a release that says somebody wants to go spend more time with their family, everybody assumes it's, you know, code for something else, that there's some subterfuge going on. And, you know, that can't really be why somebody's leaving, you know. And, uh, you know, that was the number one factor that influenced the decision. I've got two daughters, nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. And I was just, I was looking at this window of time and I feel like I got 10 years basically before they're out of the house and to some degree out of my life, you know, at least from a perspective of, you know, just dad and daughter's time and, and can I, you know, influence them in a good way and can I have this great relationship? And I just, you know, I got this just kind of existential thinking going on where it's like, what, what bigger more important time in my life is there going to be than these next mm-hmm. 10 years. And, uh, and, you know, I just, uh, we were on the road at CSUN um, and my girls were on spring break with my wife in Las Vegas and we were back and forth and they're at the pool and I'm in the middle of grinding away on a scouting report or I forget where I was, but just the hotel was kind of blurring into yet another road trip. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it just, it really hit me hard and I'd been thinking about it for a while, but it just, uh, you know, you lose out on, um, on so much time with your family and people that are outside coaching, I think they, they have it to some degree, a perspective of that, but, um, you know, once school starts, that's it, you know, and, uh, and we're on until, um, till the season's over. And I, I always felt like the program deserved the best I could possibly give and it deserved my time. And the guys deserved a work ethic from their head coach that matched the expectations of them. And, you know, you don't put in short hours if you're working hard. And, you, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you're there and you're trying to build relationships and you're meeting with guys and you're doing, you know, just everything that needs to be done. Sure. And and so just there's no getting around that if you want to have a great program, I feel like, and if you're working at a level that our program deserved. And so I always felt like it deserved my best. It deserved my best energy. It deserved my best efforts. Um, and so that's what I tried to bring. And when you do that, something else is going to give, you know, and so to some degree it was that family time. And, and so I'm looking now at this window of time that I got with the kids and I'm thinking that's, uh, that's it. That's how I want to spend it. And then the kind of secondary thing was just when you're that invested, um, it's, it's, you know, again, if, if you haven't walked in those shoes to some degree, it's hard to explain, but it's gnarly, uh, it's hard on you physically. It's hard on you mentally. It's hard on you emotionally. Um, people talk about sleepless nights. That's an absolute reality. I'd wake up at three in the morning, two in the morning, and just your mind's going about how can I help this guy be a better passer? And how are we going to attack that <laughs> opponent? And how come this kid isn't passing that class? You know, and it's just there's so many things that occupy your, your thoughts and your energy. And, um, and it's, it's hard. 
and I didn't manage it maybe as well as I needed to. And so, um, that was another aspect of it where it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a hard profession. And, um, and so those two things kind of combined where I've got some stuff going on outside of the BYU job, you know, that I could go into and, and, and create some family time and create a little bit more time for myself. And so just the timing of it all, um, that worked out that way. And I guess more, I suppose the timing is just a function of just looking at the ages of my daughters yeah. and, and that, um, in that perspective. You know, I, I have to confess cause I was definitely one of, uh, those persons that said, Oh yeah, that's just a cover up for, you know, something. And you know, we were discussing this morning and I said, so immediately well, everybody thinks what NCAA well, rules well, have been violated just, or oh, everything. What, you just, know, there's some, dis, you know, and, and yeah. yeah, yeah. As a former athlete, I know what, what goes on behind closed doors. Right. And, and what could happen, what couldn't happen. And I was like, well, you know what? I want to, I want to know how old his daughters are. <laughs> And, you know, if you would have told me 19, eight, I'd have been like, oh, but the fact that you said seven and nine, I, I can relate to that. Spencer can relate to that. Um, and spending those precious, precious years, um, you know, and, and, and I can relate to you as well, um, being on, uh, some trips with family and you, and there's little, little things that when you're working on an assignment or something, little things you miss and you will never get back. You know, you got your wife and your kids laughing. You're like, wait, what, what, what? Oh, and you look back at this paper and you're like, oh, man, these are stupid words. I'll just miss this whole, you know, fun experience, you know, with my family. So I could definitely understand that and, re- and respect it. Yeah. What was and, the reaction of your daughters? I want to know that. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. My, uh, my nine-year-old was kind of like, all right. Um, and the seven-year-old was really intuitive. She asked, well, who's going to be the coach? <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know and does that mean we still get to go to matches and so yes uh, right. you know and they weren't like Woo, more dad you know but uh <laughs> like, you know so they um, to go to volleyball yeah they uh, i think you know more than anything they just uh they love being at the matches and being in the field house and being able to go up to dad's office and that sort of thing and um but we talked about hey it's going to give us a chance to do more of this this and this and this and like, all right, we're okay. on board with that. Yeah. Right. So, well, coach, we uh, we wish you congratulations on all that you accomplished. Um, and I know that uh, you know a ten minute interview is is not not the is the greatest way to do that because you've you've done so many great things, and the future of BYU football or BYU volleyball rather is very very bright. And I know you mentioned to me during the break you're you're trying to help the transition right now. You're you're in the grind still, so it's not like you're mm-hmm. like, hey, see you later. Right. And you're still working. Yeah, you know, and this is going to be a phenomenal team for the foreseeable future. We got so many great athletes in there, and uh, and I feel like that's if nothing else, leaving the job that we've left the program in great shape. And uh, it's been nothing but positive from our administration, and they they get it, and they've been really good about helping me through it. And uh, but yeah, the team is going to be great, and uh, and I'm looking forward to you know big things from them. Coach, thanks for the time. Okay, my Great pleasure. In studio B. Chris McGowan, everyone. His suit game will still be on point. <laughs> That's right. That is a guarantee. <laughs> Up next. Uh, well, let me ask you this, Brian. Okay. Would you ever call into the show at 4.30 in the morning? Um, depends how much money you were willing to pay me. Well, Manasseh <laughs> Tungafasi is not going to break any NCAA violations in the money thing. But he's going to call in at 4.43 in the morning from New Zealand. He joins us next on BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Studio B. Our Twitter question today, if you could be the head coach of any BYU team, which sport would you choose and why? Brian said football. What's yours? I say men's golf. Golf? Yes. I lived the golf life in Palm Springs for three years. It is fantastic. Okay. To travel around to the most beautiful courses, some of the most pristine, prestigious courses all over the country, play them, and then get to hang out with college athletes? Awesome! Okay? And you don't have a huge gallery of 65,000 fans questioning everything you do. Also, it's an individual sport. Okay? So if a player hits a bad shot... You're individual now, huh? <laughs> no, okay. I'm just saying the pressure is not there. Mm-hmm. Bronco Mendenhall gets blamed for everything. Even if you get, if you have broken coverage and it's your fault, guess who's taking the blame? Bronco Me. Mendenhall. Me. Bronco Mendenhall. Yeah, you're going to take the blame from the coaches, but ultimately mm-hmm. it's Bronco. Okay. So I look. I don't want that. Golf. I don't want sixty-five thousand people saying you're an idiot. Golf. I don't want that. Golf, huh? Yes, golf. And you can't, bro. We just took like five more steps oh back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We just do, we Second just... place would be men's basketball. See, I I wish you could have said, you know. Second place would bas- be men's basketball. basketball. first. That I would have I respected you a little bit more. Whatever. I keep what you're saying, though. But I love I love basketball. I love the motivation part of basketball and, and the camaraderie in the locker room and all that. Yes. So basketball. But in terms of like, look, and I'm with Lavelle Edwards. He said that if he could coach any other sport other mm-hmm. than football, he'd go back and coach golf. <laughs> I get it. It's diff- it's I di- get it. It's different, man. I, I mean, when uh, it, to, to to coach, it's unique to coach here. And um, you know, I was like, what 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 coach said? You know, you're 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 letting you know your your fans down, the team down, the community down, the church down. I was even LDS, and I felt that way. You know, and there's times where I would lose a game and go to school and make sure my hood was on. There was times Goodness. I was talking to to Harvey Unga about this the other day, and there was times where, uh, after certain losses, we wouldn't even go to class the whole week. We just, hey, teacher, uh, can you give me my assignments? You know, via email, uh, just because you're just disappointed and embarrassed and and, um, you know, you don't want to walk around with that stress yeah. and that, that weight on your shoulders. So I understand. But you got to have a thick skin, man. Coach Menhall doesn't really, you know, it doesn't bother him as much. You know, it's like if I'm the head coach and I got 65,000 fans saying, hey, man, you should do 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 I'm like, well, you you bring your butt down here and coach. Yeah. You know, you, you do it. You do it then with your three years experience. A little, and literally okay. doesn't count. That's just how I would view okay. it. I wouldn't maybe publicly say that to my fans because I love my fans, but that's just in the back of my mind. That's that. That's what my mindset would be so I can keep on going, right? Because if I took in everything that fans and media said, you would be torn apart. Well, they're, and they're seeing a very limited amount of what you do. Yeah. They get to see – Mike Littlewood said 5% of what I do is actual coaching during the game. 5%. Right. That's mm-hmm. the 5% that everybody sees and critiques and yep. criticizes or praises whatever. Yeah. That's it's an impossible job. It's an impossible job to keep everybody happy, unless you win. <laughs> but winning, winning certainly helps. National champions, winning, winning Chips. certainly helps. Hey, great tweet in from at one bald Cairo doc. Okay, I love that. Wait, Twitter say that handle. again. One, one bald. bald Cairo doc. Nice. Yes, uh, he says tell Coach McGowan that best off the court decision ever made. I'm a daddy of three girls. They need their daddy. Hashtag they grow up too fast. Yeah, it's. It's real, man. I'm I'm just waiting for the day when I have a a, a girl. I'm getting my shotgun ready though, 
you know, for the, for the <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be that dad. Oh yeah. You're going to be that guy. Hey, if you need some help too, man, I could be your black uncle, you know, if you, if you need, if you okay. need, you know, on prom night or something like that, yeah. I could show up to the door, you know, we can scare, we could scare your, your daughter's date, you know, a little bit, bring her back on time, yeah. all that stuff. Now, we are efforting Manasseh to Ungafasi, and it's 4.49 a.m. We're guessing that he has fallen back asleep. <laughs> yeah. I, <He's, laughs> we, talked, we talked a little while ago. He, he, he was all about it, but listen, the, the mind is willing, <laughs> but the body is weak. He definitely put the, okay, hit I, the snooze button. He's asleep. He, yeah. has, he has to be asleep. We will have him on this week. That is, that is a guarantee. Uh, and try and get him to bed earlier so that he he can join us. But uh, we're going to have Manasseh on the show. <laughs> it's so early there. Yeah, Why is he even up? I can't even be mad. Why is he him. answering the phone when we're calling and it was 3 o'clock in the morning? Right? I don't know. You know, uh, you can't even be mad at him, man. I I, I completely understand. You know, he the, what he what he did, his efforts, I, I would applaud his efforts of, you know, having that small conversation. Like, yeah, I'll come on another hour or so, whatever the case is. Um, but then, and then actually falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mind is mm-hmm. willing, but the body is weak, but mm-hmm. that leaves us some time to go back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. If you could be the head coach of any BYU team, which sport would you coach and why at Alex Sanders? 37 says rugby perennial national contenders. Anyone? Mm. How about back to back to back to keep, back? Keep going. National champions. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. You're just you're just a big, I mean you're the top dog, and you pick up you know? the accent that David Smith has. <laughs> we got to beat Cal. I, I love that guy. All he does is win. At Ethan Ellington, basketball because it has air conditioning, and Ooh. coaching a group of fifteen guys is easier than fifty football players. How about try a hundred football players at the collegiate uh, level? Try a hundred and twenty, and managing missions on top of that, and JUCO transfers. Telling you, BYU football is a beast unlike any other. I like his point, though. Air conditioning. You don't. You're not outside. See, I might. I would be a softy if I was a coach because it would be it, more me. I'd be like, mm, eighty degrees, fall camp. No, we're going inside. Yep, inside. Thank me later. You sure you want to coach football? Because you're telling me all these reasons why you don't want to coach football. I would be the player's coach, man. At Laser Sheep, baseball. It takes a special kind of person to kick dirt at an umpire and mentor a player within a two-minute period. (laughs) So true. (laughs) That's so true. Are you still in the game to mentor that player after you kick dirt on an umpire? That is the question. Veins popping out your neck. Hey, hey, remember that one story in in the Bible when that's how you got to approach this this next at-bat. (laughs) <laughs> sorry I, i'm sorry i just yeah oh. don't judge me spencer I, no i'm not i'm not i'm not man <laughs> our relationship has done weird things today brian it has man roller coaster started with taylor swift and justin bieber the beebs now it comes down to which sports we're gonna coach hey sweet dreams manasse we'll catch up with you later we're not Amazing. done with the show the whip around hits next BYU Sports Nation, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Brian, what should we do next? Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Volleyball. BYU's Chris McGown has officially resigned as head coach of the men's volleyball program. McGown led the Cougs to back-to-back MPSF championships in 2013 and 2014 and were national runners-up in 2013. He will be missed. Baseball. Former Cougar baseball player Jacob Brugman, one for three with two runs last night. 8-6 win 
over former teammate Adam Law and the Tulsa Drillers. He is six for eight in his last two games. Football. Four players of the 2014 football team were recognized as members of the National Football Foundation uh, Hampshire Honor Society. Nice. Wow. Nice. An award for football players who maintain a 3.2 GPA or higher. The four Cougars were Christian Stewart, the man, uh, Jordan Leslie, Scott Arlano, kickers are people too. Actually, punters are people too. Sorry. Okay. Uh, and Kevin O'Mary. Congratulations. Also with football. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 101. 101. Woo! 101 days away. Nice. 99 days away from the first Division I college football games on Thursday night, including Utah and Michigan. BYU and Nebraska play two days later at Lincoln Memorial Stadium on Saturday, September 5th. 101 days away. Will you be there? I'm going to be there, man. I'm going to be there. Here's a question for you, Brian. Mm. If you could attend either BYU's road opener... And that's the only game you can go to, or their home opener against Boise State, which you're choosing. Oh, this is the only game I can go to. The only game. E- either or. Only game. Oh, I got it. See, you switched it up on me then in the media, man. Only game. Uh, I got to say I gotta say the home game. I choose you go home. with Boise State? I would go to Boise, yeah. I would, I would, do, I would do a home game. So would I. Boise. I would go to the Boise State game. Be- but, if, I mean, if you said either or, like, it's the first game of the season that you can go to, would it be the home game or would it be Nebraska? You can go to I, one of those games. I would go to Nebraska. But if you say overall, the entire season, I'm going to the home game, man. I don't want to. I mean, it's a not, it would be a cool experience for the venue and the travel and all that good yes, stuff. Yes, But I'm not trying to sit there on a sea of red. Like, do we have a whole thing. bunch of That's other fans thing. just, like, talking smack? It's cool to take that in, but who's the better football team? Boise State just won a New Year's Six bowl game. They're going to be ranked. Nebraska won't be ranked. Okay, do you want to watch Taysom Hill in his home open finale against a ranked opponent? Uh, yeah, sign me up. I want to be around the bobs, you know, the fans. Uh, I want to see blue. I, I want to be in my home in, environment. You know, that's that's what that. If that was the only game, yeah, it's that's what I would want to do. Man, hey, today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, and it goes to Manasse Tungafasi in New Zealand. He's gonna wake up and think, oh no. Hey, you know what, dude? All good. <laughs> it's four fifty-seven in the morning. I have like five. He'll join calls. us. He'll join us later this week. <laughs> Get some sleep, dude. Get some more sleep. (laughs) Thanks to all of our guests, Mike Littlewood, Chris McGowan, and almost Manasseh. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Pleasure to be with Brian Logan again. Vote for the Beebs. Shout out. Justin Bieber.